They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Welcome back, you titty-sucking parasites. <laughs> Is that what we're calling the audience now? Is that what they're going to be called? Titty-sucking parasites. Perfect. I love it. Okay. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune, and I'm joined by my co-host. I'm Gavin Eddings, and I just wanted to remind uh, Brent that Mommy's with the maggots now. Mommy's with the maggots now. That whenever like these movies, the Evil Dead ones, the a voice gets modulated, that that's scary to me. Because it's not demonic, but it's close enough yeah, to, like, Mommy's with the maggots now. I'm like, oh, Mommy's okay. With the maggots now, and you're like, I need them to... I wish they would have auto-tuned them and just been like, Mommers with the maggots now. <laughs> yeah. Like That was beautiful, actually. I loved what you did there. <laughs> but we're talking, uh, th- these are going to be major spoilers, you titty-sucking parasites, <laughs> uh, for <laughs> Evil Dead Rise. That sounds like something that Rick Rude would call a, a town he didn't like in WWF. Be like, you <laughs> Nashville disgusting sweat hogs, look at me while I take off my rope, you titty-sucking parasites. You, you fat, sweaty, titty-sucking parasites. When that when uh, she said that line in the movie theater, I, of course, didn't have my phone out for any of it because that would be rude. I took zero notes. But I made a mental note of titty-sucking parasites. It's a good line, and it was unexpected because it's a very scary moment, and then just she she drops some titty words, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Kandarian Demon's got some jokes, got yeah. some bars they're dropping. Uh, yeah, but Gavin and I, we both saw the movie. I think you saw it last night as well at the time of this recording. So That is correct. These are fresh, fresh hot takes, mm. uh, and... Uh, Pretty much on my end, zero research has been done. We're just going to talk about the movie. <laughs> We're just going to talk about it. Um, overall, I think um, it got very good reviews on IMDb and on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's currently at 84% fresh rating as of the Saturday morning uh, that we're recording this on. And honestly, a lot of hype behind this one. I heard a lot of people saw early screenings and said, like, this is an incredible movie. We love it. Um, do you feel like it lived up to that hype? I didn't really look at anything for this movie. I heard it was good, and I I think it's good. It just I was telling producer wife last night, this is not my series, my franchise. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, if it was bad, I wouldn't have been as hurt as I like if I was with Halloween ends, you know. <laughs> but uh, I thought I thought it was a good movie overall, and it's a a good continuation because after. We recorded uh, Evil Dead, Gavin. I went and watched, uh, again, Evil Dead 2. And then uh, that same night when I watched the Evil Dead to prepare for the podcast, I watched the 2013 one. So I haven't seen Army of Darkness again, but it's uh, I've watched the, the universe. Yeah. Uh, so I've kind of into the lore right now, and I think it fits uh, it well into this franchise. And I think it does as well. I, I have recently watched all of them. Uh, except for Army of Darkness as well, because Army of Darkness is is a weird one where it's part of the series, but it's it's like the campy, fun younger brother that mm-hmm. you you can enjoy with the kids if you want to. Yeah. Um. But for this one, I think 
<clears throat> and this is definitely my series. I love the Evil Dead series, but I will say I very much enjoyed this movie a lot. I liked Evil Dead Rise a lot. However, I was a little bit disappointed by it by some aspects. So mm -hmm. I can't say I completely loved it, loved it. I do think I prefer 2013, but this is still a very solid, very good Evil Dead movie and a very good horror movie overall. And that and you know, my opinions could change and so could yours upon the first viewing. Usually sometimes when I watch the movie the first time, I just it's taking it in mm -hmm. and then like the second time I watch it, then I can kind of get into like actually the, enjoying it, you know? The analytical mind, yes. Mm -hmm. Um but I think what makes this one so good and what I really did enjoy about it is I like that I cared about all of the characters. Mm -hmm. uh, that And having the family aspect, a mother turning into a demon and turning on her children, her two teen kids, and then like her very small child, and then her sister, that added uh, a, lot of, a lot of stakes to the problem because... It's uh in in the previous Evil Dead movies it was all like friends or lovers in cabins a sister, and they're all sister or all yeah yeah all in the same age but this is like oh this mother wants to drag her daughter's soul to hell and like dismember her and like eat her and all kinds of crazy shit mm -hmm. evil go evil takes Manhattan. Yeah, it is. Um, I do have to wonder uh because and I, I figured this out, so I'm very smart. Evil Dead Rise has a double meaning. It means that they rise, and they're also in a high-rise building. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or if that's what they were going for, but I did make that connection all on my own without the help of the internet. When I sent you the link for this podcast to record, Gavin, I almost wrote uh, Evil Dead Rice. Evil Dead Rice? Which, yeah, rice. Like, it seems like that, that'd be a dish that somebody would accidentally eat. It was made, there's like, part of the Book of the Dead is a cookbook. <laughs> and if you sprinkle some soul dust on it or something, when and then I, you accidentally eat it. I really hate when I'm at a Panda Express and they serve me the Book of the Dead. And you're like, <laughs> and you want to pay these people $15 an hour? How dare you? They can't even get my order right. Now I'm eating demons? Mm-mm. I came in here 30 minutes ago, you titty-sucking parasites. <laughs> I still ain't been waiting on it, and I'm pretty sure there ain't no wet floor sign. I'm going to go slip in the in the hallway, and I'm going to sue y'all for what? I'm going to retire. My neck hurts already. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Getting real slippy in here. Real <laughs> slippy. Well, we uh, and you mentioned a, a very young uh, girl in this movie. There was one on screen, and then also in the theater. Really? This, I went to a 9, it was 9.15, so of course with the previews it started at 9.37, mm -hmm. and uh, leaving the theater, I, I just was noticing people walking out at the end, and this girl couldn't have been more than five years old. What? A f why would you bring a five-year-old to this? Well, the, when I saw the Vavitch, uh, producer wife and I, that was, that was an event, eventful movie because... <laughs> Uh, somebody answered a telephone call during the witch, mm -hmm. which completely took me out of the 1800s or whenever <laughs> the movie was. And he goes, uh, hello. Oh, no. Uh, we in the witch right now. <laughs> and then uh, the, a different party had a baby, uh, not a five year old, but like a, just a baby and a carrier. And oh that my. I get. I understand that more if like the kid's going to sleep. But, you know. Bringing a, a five-year-old to a, a horror movie, 
I mean, I saw Scream earlier than I should have, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just judgy. I didn't see my first R-rated movie in theaters, honestly, until probably I was 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't that I didn't have cool parents. They just didn't want to like pay for that and like take me. Like I, I could see R-rated movies at home on like DVD or VHS. Yeah. But going, I think, honestly, one of the first R-rated movies I saw in the theater was probably like The Matrix Reloaded. Mm-hmm. Or um, or The Last Samurai, something like that. Because, yeah, we, it's just not something that, that you did. It's not. So, but now I've been to so many R-rated movies where they bring their whole family. I saw, like, a family outing at Scream 6, which I think Scream 6 is probably more appropriate if you want to bring kids to. Mm-hmm. I think Scream 6 is probably a more appropriate movie than a very deeply dark and very, very violent series like Evil Dead. Uh, I did when I said I did no preparation or notes. I was I gave the uh, Wikipedia perusal before we turned the mics on here, and I think it mentioned somewhere that they used uh, seventeen hundred gallons of blood. And you see them. You see all of that on screen. Yeah, um, yeah. This is a very, very gory movie. It's got a lot of disturbing imagery, and there was some stuff in this in this that made me feel uncomfortable. Like, when they opened the Book of the Dead and they're showing the art, I was like, this is hardcore. This is, like, there are black metal albums that are like, Jesus uh, Christ, <laughs> what is that picture of? I felt the most uncomfortable when the guy next to me put his hand on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't say anything. And, so. then he, and then he whispered the chant into your ear. That's right. He started, uh, whatever the chant is, Abe Dewey. Okay, we already did that joke uh, <laughs> a week ago. A I week know. ago, it's like been a week, and you're it's like, right. uh, it's a, in the comedy game. That's called a callback. It's a call. I don't have any new material, but uh, so do you? Where do you want to start with this, Gavin? Um, let's kind of start with the overall plot. We we don't have to go beat by beat, but essentially, um, movie opens with a, a cold open that is completely separate from the rest of the movie. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was confused. I was like, why are we on this? Why are we at this lake? Yeah. When you've got, and I really liked how they did the shot over the lake. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, we got that evil dead shot. The evil's there, whatever. It's like, oh, it's just a drone. It's just yeah. a drone now. And you know Sam Raimi's watching that like, these sons of bitches. We the drone was attached to a piece of wood, and they were <laughs> running it through the swamp. It seemed really unnecessary. They're like, we got to weigh this drone down with a really heavy <laughs> piece of wood to really yeah. get that Evil Dead feeling. Uh, but yeah, it starts out at, at, in the woods. And uh, uh, the thing that threw me off about that scene, and we can go back and talk about it a little bit, but uh, I, I kind of looked down from the screen at one point, and I couldn't tell if it said a week later or a week earlier. Mm, it was actually because one. It, well, you're both. You're, those are both wrong because it's one day earlier. Oh, okay. See, that's even. <laughs> I lo- I really must have looked away because uh, I was well, like, well, that guy had his hand on his uh, on your leg, and you're like, please, sir, it just started. Yeah. Please, a little higher. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then uh, we get uh, the lady uh, on the dock, and then it turns out her friend is uh, sick in bed. Was she got the itis? Yeah, she got the, she got the COVID. Yeah, what what's the what are these demons again, Gavin? Uh, they're 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 Kandarian demons. Oh, she K- got the Kandarian. Kandarian. She got the Kandarian sickness. <laughs> the Roman. Uh, the, yeah, she got the the uh, Kandarian nineteen or whatever. <laughs> 
but yeah, we get the introduction of the drone from uh, I was that the, the her brother. So I think that was no that guy on the dock was the girl who was in bed's boyfriend. Okay, I guess this was this was supposed to be a big trip, but mm-hmm. I guess nobody showed up. Which is kind of sad, which, which, which kind of makes you bummed out for this poor girl, because not mm-hmm. only did nobody show up for like her weekend getaway, but she also managed to get possessed by a Kandarian demon on the way. Yeah, doesn't that suck when you're traveling and then you just catch a demon? <laughs> you just catch a demon? That's why you can't drink the water in Tijuana. You will get a demon. Yeah, I got the butt demon. I <laughs> got the butt, got on the toilet, I had to exercise it with, <laughs> right, right, right out of me. And uh, the whole time that the girl's reading a book, I don't remember what book it was, but... Uh, it was Weathering Heights, or Wuthering Heights? Wuthering Heights, I believe. Yes. Uh, we're big readers here on the podcast. Uh, I read the Book of the Dead. Yeah. Um, and she's she's kind of sitting over the girl, waiting on her to get up, and then we get one of the, the first scary scenes in the movie is she starts reading from the book without actually reading the book, the, the girl with the demon in bed. Yeah, and naturally she's reading, like, the creepiest part of, like, join me, let me in, Mm and you're like, what a great... It'd be really awful if she was on a different part of the book that is not as scary to say. Yeah. Uh, It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. (laughs) I've been trying to start... That's the first line of that book, and I was trying to start this book all all weekend, and I just can't focus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she's halfway into that book, so I don't know how long she's been there. I assume she may have started it before she got there, but yeah. it's good that she was at the scariest part for a demon to start reciting to you unprovoked, <laughs> which really lined up well for her. I'm a slow and- reader. Yeah, that that I would have did, especially <laughs> if we're on a like a vacation. That's not a a vacation activity for me. Va- a vacation is a break from reading. <laughs> I always think I'm going to go to like a pool and sit poolside and like read a book. And one time I brought I brought a graphic novel with me. Like I brought like Planet Hulk and I'm like trying to read it on me. Like, look at me, I'm reading. And then I got it wet and I was like, God damn it. Now, I, well, now I've just ruined this. I should just brought a Kindle. $20 book. <laughs> I've, just, I've just ruined it. And nobody looks cool like at a nobody looks cool at a at a pool sitting poolside reading a comic book. Like it's it just looks weird. It looks like, why are you here? You had your big floppy Kentucky Derby hat to keep the sun out of your eyes, and I put a couple umbrellas together to make sure I I had like the sunscreen lotion on my nose just uh-huh. to make sure with my aluminum foil, like I'm on a salute your shorts, <laughs> like your Polly Walnuts outside the pork store. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, then we we uh, the the girl comes out, she's been possessed, and then we get her like uh, throwing the. The drone in her own face, which I figured something like that was going to happen. Yeah, because they they, they really teased it about, because uh, when, when, when the boyfriend flew, flew the drone towards the one girl, she's like, you could have cut my head off. He's like, wouldn't be a clean decapitation. Mm-hmm. It just really messed you up. And you're like, well, I bet that's why it's getting get the drone in the face sometime in the next five minutes. Mm-hmm. But that's a bad way to go, man. You're just like sitting there and you're just like, take a drone to your face. And and she scalps the girl too. Um, oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she like falls off the bed, which was hilarious. Because she's like sits, sits up, says the scary things from the book, and then just like tips over, um, takes a I real. I fall in it. I can't get up. And that's when the Life Alert commercial started. And I was like, <laughs> this is a really, this is really seamless product placement integration. Mm-hmm. How they had the, the Life Alert for the Kandarian demon. Mommy's with the paramedics now. <laughs> 
I'm in the tub. I didn't put my stickies on there, and I slipped, and now my hip is dislocated. Why aren't all socks the grippy socks that you get from the hospital? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But she manages to, to grab the friend's hair and just, like, rips it off, and so... I thought I thought she was done at that point. I'm like, well, well, clearly she's down for the count. But this girl, mm-hmm. without a scalp, wanders outside. And is like, ugh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Then the demon drones himself in the face, and a uh, man just like drag the boyfriend into the lake and rips his head off, tosses it, and then this has one of the coolest title sequences I think I've ever seen. It is just mm-hmm. so Evil Dead. It is so intense. You have the demon. Uh, rise out of the lake, and as she rises behind her, you you see the Evil Dead rise, and just mm-hmm. a really really easy effect to pull off in like Adobe Premiere or uh, After Effects. But it's so cool to see, and I felt like the with the music swelling, you're like, all right, we're we're in for a balls to wall adventure now. Um, d- from the rest of the series, was the demon flying, or what was the context there? I think they were floating because they floated okay. before in um. Evil Dead 2, because I think... Because um, I just watched it and I don't remember. So. Well, the one the the one guy who comes with Annie Noby, I can't remember what his name is right now, but he kind of floats as well. Okay. And, and I think Cheryl floated in the original because they kind of like hover, like, we're going to get you. So they, okay. can, so they can float and fly towards people. That's my, I think my whole... Not not beef, but just a seeking understanding of the series is what are the rules? Because I mentioned it last week on the episode, yeah. but I need the criteria because I don't I don't want a, a Superman villain because Superman just does everything, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's too strong. So I need you to have limitations, and I guess we got a a, a few more in this movie, and then especially in twenty thirteen of like here's how you actually kill the demons. Um, but then at least we got like uh, p- uh, depictions, illustrated depictions in the Book of the Dead in this one. Yeah. Uh, so what you're saying is that there are certain rules to surviving a horror movie. Never mm-hmm. ever have sex. You can't do it. Oh. No. Nope. <laughs> can't do it. You'll never say I'll be right back. Never suck titties. Apparently. <laughs> never do that. <laughs> so then, so after that cold open, then then we actually go to the main family of this movie. And no, we go to see the aunt because she's. Uh, you're at right the, at the rock club or something. And did I even watch this movie? God, no. called out, called out. You're right. I'm she, I, I'm reading a Wikipedia right now. I'm. I'll leave. I'll she's leave. sitting on the turlet, <laughs> uh, trying to take a pregnancy test. Which uh, you know, I've never had to do that, believe it or not. But I can imagine it's a pretty stressful, however long that takes. Especially in that bathroom, it's like the dingiest rock club. the 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 sister aunt is she is a, a guitar technician for a mm-hmm. band, and she's like peeing on sticks. and And you know by the look on her face, it is not good news. She is prego magoo. Do you ever uh, see like a pregnancy test in like a, a gas station bathroom? Oh yeah, and choices were like, made. Oh man, <laughs> like. Yeah, if you're, that, that, it, that's not where you want to take the test. Is the place that you bought it, you know? Yeah, because you know that was a, some. We we joke, but a lot of times it is very sad situation where like a teenage girl's gotten pregnant, she can't do it at home because mm-hmm. then her parents will know. But it is just yeah, it's all it's like clowns and stuff like uh like like we made it. Well, that episode isn't out yet. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh oh. Uh, but it's like 
it's location based. It's very yeah. location based. If you see a pregnancy test in like somebody's beautiful like spare bathroom at a home, you're like they're expecting. That's really good. They're gonna have an announcement. Yes. Uh, if it's in a flea market bathroom, one, where'd you find this pregnancy test? <laughs> and two, that's gonna that's gonna be a rough time for everybody. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta you got a flea market. They only sell hot dogs and popcorn here. <laughs> and old Native American blankets just and, uh, with a wolf head on it. A wolf head. It's it's pronounced woof. <laughs> or do you want to go to the kiosk that just has nothing but cell phone cases from phones <laughs> they don't make anymore? And you're thinking, how does this guy make money? Actually, I'm going to get a... Um, a dog tag engraved. That's what I'm gonna do. And be like, baby's first dog tag. Get her done. Uh, let me get a sword and an iPhone 4S case, please. <laughs> and make sure it says "Happy Anniversary" on that dog tag. <laughs> it's our twentieth. I want to do something special. That's the metal anniversary, right? That's the metal one. What What's the uh, anniversary for swords? <laughs> I liked it that person says swords because he read it once. You gotta, you, actually, we've been saying it wrong the whole time. The yeah. W is not silent. It's actually swords. Swords. Swords the whole time. Uh, but yeah, she's pregnant and then she shows up uh, at her sister's uh, high-rise apartment that is soon to be condemned. And did they say what city this is? or It's Los Angeles. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. I, th- I believe it was shot in what? What did it say on the Wikipedia? New Zealand. Yes, it is shot in New Zealand, and it's actually like, a, I, oh god, I, I hit the wrong thing on IMDb. I'm just trying Uh-oh. to find. I'm just trying to find Evil Dead Rise on there so I can read the cast. But yeah, it is in. Um, I believe it was shot in New Zealand, but yeah, they they live in a high rise apartment mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and it used to be a bank. Because they mentioned like it, it was uh, transformed from a bank. That's which, right. That's a big ass bank. That is a very large bank to turn into high rise buildings. I feel like it was like one of those where they would build an apartment building now, but the first floor is like a dog bakery and stuff. You know, like yeah, <laughs> gentrification. Yeah. But what did you think about the setting of setting it in like a high rise apartment building and getting out of the woods? I think, you know, we, we had a couple, three movies set in the woods, so I think it was a nice change of pace and probably one that was needed, even though it's like most franchises, people, there's a big argument of do you want more of the same or do you want something new? And then sometimes when you get something new, you don't care for it, you know, yeah. a la Halloween ends. <laughs> Listen, there are, there are people out there who will die by their opinion that Corey was a good decision, and those people are wrong. And they, <laughs> and they, they are just wrong. But I don't want to but, – but, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Let me digress, my friend. I digest. I thought it was a good, uh, good change of pace. I think uh, you know a single mom now, a newly single mom, uh, it, I don't know how she affords this big-ass apartment in Los Angeles, but, you know – if I uh, if I'm not gonna question the demons, why am I questioning the rent? <laughs> You're like I I accept the demons, but that big of a house in that neighborhood and on the yeah. 14th floor, that's penthouse, baby. Like what? <laughs> how do you how how you swing in that? But I think this actually made it scarier for me because I'm not a camper, I'm not a woods person. There are very few scenarios where I see myself in a cabin in the woods reading a book, but I've lived in apartments. I've lived yeah. in houses, so to like bring it, it's like when um, the Predator, 
you had the first Predator movie in the jungle, but then the next one he came to Los Angeles to hunt Danny Glover and Gary Busey. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit, I don't go to the jungle to take on cartels, but I yeah. do live in a city where the, where the Predator might show up and try to get me. Yeah, where it's, you know, it's a... Uh... Somewhat of a home invasion type movie, yeah. Because you you should feel safe at home. Um, they 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 have home field advantage. Literally, unlike the other Evil Dead movies, where they're in a cabin and they don't really know the lay of the land. There's all the woods, but this is their home. This is their home, and I think that I really liked how they found the Book of the Dead this time. And <clears throat> there's an earthquake because Los Angeles has earthquakes, and um, in the parking garage underneath the building, it shakes something loose, and they find like old tithe deposit boxes. And just like a a scary jump scare Jesus statue that came mm-hmm. out of nowhere, and they find the Book of the Dead, the next the Necronomicon ex mortis. So d- didn't the the recordings on those records, which I do believe were record store day releases, <laughs> that the priests uh, put out? But they said it's one of th- three books of the dead. Is that isn't that what it said? Yes. So there's there's been some discussion about. Where does this fit in with the series? How does mm-hmm. it is it canonically? All of the movies we've seen up to this point: Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, Ash vs. Evil Dead, um, Evil Dead twenty thirteen, and then um, Evil Dead Rise. They're all in the same universe, but it's mm-hmm. not the same book. And this clarifies that there are three different books, which is why they look so different in the movies. Mm-hmm. And that, so, in the f- where where do we find the different books? There's a one book in the first one, right? And then yes. it's a different book in the second one? There's well, the first one or well, is it twenty thirteen is the different one. Twenty thirteen's the second book. Because okay. tw- because Dead by Dawn is canani- like, is canonically like the first Evil Dead movie. Yeah. Yeah, because that that's one that went into Army of Darkness and carried over into Ash versus Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. But so, so you have these three d- d- different books, which explains why these books just keep showing up places. Other, uh, that was that, until they said that I was going to be like, wait a minute, how did this get here? You know, exactly. And I'm glad they really specified that. And I'm glad I told that on the internet before I went in because I was also confused because I thought it was like a direct sequel to Evil Dead 2013, mm-hmm. and it was going to be that book. But this book <clears throat> is much nastier looking. I was like, this book is, it has the most hardcore drawings and it has like actual teeth on it that, that, that won't let you get it open. It's a, it cuts the, the kid on the hand and then the blood falls on the book and seeps into the book. So it's like the book needed a blood sacrifice even to, before to open up, you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, if you, if you need a blood sacrifice, putting the pointiest things on it to cut yourself is a, it's a good way to do it. These Whoever wrote these books of the dead really thought they had something going, though, because they decided not to write it once, not twice, but three times. They're like, what if we did a three-volume set? But thrice. And also, I need to skin three different human beings to make the <laughs> the cover for this. And they had to do all that by hand. The printing press, I assume, was not around when they made the book of the dead. Mm-hmm. So that is like a lot of blood to ink it, a lot of blood to color it, and that's all quill. That's all dipping quills in blood <laughs> constantly. You're going to... It's gonna get. It's a lot of work. So I do commend the craftsmanship and the level of work they put into these. If I ever have have a diary, I wanted to have the teeth, uh, <laughs> like on the book, so you can't open it unless you give me some of your blood. That way, you know when your mom's been trying to read it, you're like, "Mom, why you got so many band aids right now?" <laughs> yeah. Try and to read. She'll be like, uh, "You didn't tell me about the time the guy put his hand on your leg in the movie theater, <laughs> <laughs> and that you said it quote." 
awakened something deep inside of me that felt wrong, but also so right. My evil dead rose. <laughs> and then I cut a hole in the bottom of my <laughs> cut the hole in the bottom of my decorative scream popcorn bucket. <laughs> That, that I brought from another movie to this movie. <laughs> yes. But yeah, um, we get, you have that vault downstairs and it's like so many, uh, I'm trying to remember, do we, have we seen uh, as many crosses? And cause this one skews heavily religious. Yeah. I believe in the basement of the 2013 version, wasn't there a bunch of uh, religious stuff to like keep that girl trapped and the book trapped down there? Maybe. I, I don't remember. And it's been a, a week, but uh. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but that sounds, I remember there being a lot of religious stuff in the basement of the 2013 version. Not so much the original three, mm-hmm. but in 2013 for sure. Yeah. I do like though that. Once again, there's a lot of parallels between this and the original Evil Dead, where you have the ground opening up, so the character of Caleb actually has to like go down into the. Actually, is it is it Danny or I'm trying to figure the out the DJ? Who, yeah, I believe it's Danny. Yeah, had to go down. Actually, has to go down into like the ground underground, like like they went into the cellar in the other movies. Mm-hmm. So he had to go. They don't bury this book deep enough. That's got to be you. Got to go deeper than just a vault and or a, a cabin basement. For like, I, I assume it was Catholicism, Catholics that had this book. And from what I, you know, it's just just take it to the Vatican because then they have a huge warehouse of stuff that you shouldn't see or whatever. You know, like <laughs> why isn't this book kept at, at the Vatican instead of L.A.? <laughs> I imagine the Vatican has that that room from The Conjuring. That's just yeah. all that it's like. Positively, the, the pope, do not open. <laughs> the Pope goes in there sometime and just watches the crooked man top for no reason. <laughs> ah, yes, the monkey, the clapping monkey <laughs> the toy. Oh, and the ferryman. Oh, look, there's the guy, 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 guy with the pennies on his eyes again. He's back. <laughs> What's going on, guys? How's it going? Do not open. But he ta- he takes the book. He takes the records, which I think was a nice touch because uh, up until now we've had like uh, tape recorder, reel to reel tape recorders and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, told you you shouldn't, uh, open that book. Yeah. You, you don't open that book. And if you do open the book, because you've got the three kids, you've got, uh, Ellie is Alyssa, is played by Alyssa Sutherland. She's the one who's on all the trailers, like mommies with the maggots. Now you've got her sister, Beth, who's the one who's pregnant in a dirty bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then you've got her three kids. You've got Ellie, um, or no, you've got Bridget, Danny, and Cassie. Cassie is the youngest one. She's like the adorable child. Uh, Bridget's kind of like the hardcore radical protester slash feminist. Mm-hmm. And then Danny's just kind of like the brother, just kind of like the cool brother <laughs> who finds the book and does all this stuff. And he plays the records. And not only did they write this book three times, but everybody who decides to talk about it or explore it decide they they need to put that shit on tape. They got to press yeah. it on vinyl. <laughs> they got to get those deep cuts, those record doors, like those record store day exclusives, mm-hmm. like you said. Get, stop doing it. Stop it. And also, how about you label it where you you say, listen to the, the last one first? <laughs> like, because it'll be like, it's day four and everybody's dead. But it's like, <laughs> we went to the end of this record for you to tell me. I was really hoping that he puts on record three and it's that Wu-Tang album that nobody's allowed to have. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the where they made one copy. Yes. It's like, oh my God, we found the book that, and also this Wu-Tang album you just hear, he, he slowly goes like, bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the, bring the motherfucking ruckus. Like, oh, oh, nice, nice. This has a sick beat. 
I'm I'm what it would be great merch if they uh pressed that vinyl. People would buy it. You would probably buy it if you just had like. No, this... I wouldn't. But <laughs> if, if it if if it had the soundtrack and like a bonus EP of just a, a a man playing a Catholic priest chanting demonic words, you'd be like, okay, maybe. Yeah, that's. I just put that on just for fun. You know, <laughs> you a chance. You invite a lady over. You're like, I'm sorry, Alexa, turn the lights down real low. Yeah, and Ooh. then my wife's like, Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Oh, come on, baby. Be cool. <laughs> come on. Me and, me and you saw her across the bar. We really liked her vibe. I told her we were looking for a third. <laughs> and at this point, this woman's like, uh, what, what, what's going on? And you're like, just listen to the chanting, babe. It'll all make sense in a minute. <laughs> but that they, uh, yeah, he, he puts the record on, opens the book, and wouldn't you know it, bad stuff starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the apartment, what what's the first thing that happens? Is it the the mom, right? Yeah, first thing that happens is the mom. She's just trying to do, do some laundry, just trying to do some clothes washing, mm-hmm. and then she gets uh, swept up by the, the the demon in the elevator. I thought that scene was really cool. How like the cables of the elevator like take her and like break her bones and stuff. I did get a little worried though. Whenever I see a woman getting tied up with cables in an Evil Dead Dead movie, I was like. Is this woman about to be assaulted by an elevator phone? Like, what? Like, is that going to happen? I had no idea that my gynecologist was in the this. His office was in this elevator. <laughs> I got concerned, but luckily that does not happen. Instead, it's just her bones get all broken and she gets hung. Essentially, it's like, oh, thank God, oh, thank she was, God, <laughs> thank God, she was just brutally murdered <laughs> instead of anything else bad happening to her. Oh, thank. Count our lucky stars. That was cool, though. Did did Mm -hmm. you enjoy that? Yeah, I thought it was creative, and I don't... I know there are, like, uh, movies based in an elevator or around elevators and stuff, but I haven't seen them. So, to me, elevator horror, besides The Shining, is, like, you know, I've not seen a lot of it. So, it's it's a cool, unique place for something to happen. M. Night Shyamalan did an entire movie in the elevator, I think, that... Was it called Devil? Yeah, I never saw it, but I somebody had the tweets ruined for me, so I was like, I'll never know, watch it. And then there's a scene in Final Destination 2 where okay. the lady has the elevator head cut off, uh, which is why I'm afraid of elevators. So, you know. If you watch all those Final Destination movies, you're just scared of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of the dentist. I'm afraid of LASIK. I'm afraid of the race car track. I'm, I'm afraid, afraid of uh, barbed wire fence. <laughs> I'm afraid of my own tub. This <laughs> is everything you could be afraid of. Um, but yeah, so she gets taken by the demon and she comes into the house and immediately she ain't right. That boy ain't right no more. Mm-hmm. She, uh, uh, yeah, she, I, and that. I, how did you feel about her performance? I thought she was really good. I thought it was great. I thought it was incredibly creepy. I thought mm-hmm. that she really committed. I think that she, because she is like a thinner actress, she's mm-hmm. able to like, like contort her body in ways that was very like creepy and like very lanky. Kind of, yeah. So I thought that was really good. Um, she comes home. She starts making eggs to show her kids what her brain on drugs would look like. <laughs> This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> this is what happens to all your friends, and this is what your family sees. That voice is very similar to, what, is it Buffalo Bob or Bill? From- Bu- uh, Buffalo Bill from, yeah. Is she a big fat person? <laughs> where's, the, where's the maggots? 
with the bird. Yeah. I also think of Bane from the oh, Mommy's yeah. with the maggots now. I was born with the maggots. <laughs> and they're at first everybody's like, All right, what's going on, Mom? Oh, you're breaking all the eggs. Okay. Yeah. I've had some shell in my eggs, not all the shells. <laughs> You call that with pulp. You're like, would you, like your, <laughs> do you want your eggs with pulp or no pulp? I want uh, chunky. How do you want your eggs? <laughs> chunky. That's what I want. Crunchy. Uh, but yeah, her mom starts bringing the eggs and starts saying like some really bad, like, I wish that you could cut open your body so I could crawl inside you. Then that, that way I'll never be apart from you. And they're like, all right, something's gone wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Something is not, this is not good. Well, when we think about it later in the movie, they make whatever demon thing where they crawl into her body yes that kind of happens it does and we'll and we'll we'll get to it we'll get to get to that abomination amalgamation that is just like that's good i'm I'm gonna think about for a while but just kind of going through it yeah uh she starts acting really strange and then they think she dies um you've got this cast of neighbors that do nothing except show up to be like we're going to pray for her. And then they get murdered immediately. Mm-hmm. And her eyes won't stay shut. Yeah, that was weird. It's just like, it felt like they were just uh, like pranking them. Like the, the the demons are like, what would be funny? What if her eyes kept popping open? That'd be at a funeral. Just like, a, <laughs> I think they sew the eyes shut, don't they? So they don't come open. <laughs> what? Do they sew the eyes? I don't think they I sew I think they the- sew the mouth. They don't sew any of it shut, Brand. Have you I been th- to I a think funeral they do. lately? Yeah, I don't no. think. That's just my brother. Thanks for bringing him up. <laughs> Did they sew his mouth shut? I think that's what they do to people. I don't think they. So when you say sew their mouth shut, I think of uh, Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus. I where think that's, could... that's why his mouth was sewn shut. That's what they do. <laughs> I don't think they sew their mouth shut. Because, okay, I'm. Listen, I'm going to pause the podcast. I'm going to go to a showing real fast. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'm very sorry. Sorry for your loss. I just need to do something real quick. And then Grab if I can like. deviled eggs. Check out the <laughs> corpse. I'm out of here. I'll be like, listen, I know your Nana was a great woman. I worked with her at a bank a, a few years ago. Like, <laughs> that that doesn't make sense. Shut up. Yeah. She, 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 you, you didn't know anything about her. I'm going to go up to the corpse and be like. Be like, Brent. They're not so shut. I can still flubber lips. I can still do it. And then I'm banned from Alexander Funeral Home. We'll have to uh, have a. We'll have to actually look into this. And uh, if if they don't show the mouth shut, uh, sew it shut, then you'll have to wear a dress on this audio only <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna Google it now. Do they sew the mouth shut of corpses? Do they sew corpses' mouth shut? The mouth is closed, and the God damn it! I told you. <laughs> God damn it. Got him. <laughs> the embalming process. The mouth is closed and the lower jaw is secured either by sewing or wires. Get that dress out, Gavin. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you about a size 14? <laughs> are you a big fat person? <laughs> I don't, okay. I'm wrong. I was wrong. So anybody who just went on that journey with us now knows. They're like, yeah, they do sew the mouth shut or you wire idiot. it shut. <laughs> uh, right. They put her in the bath and... Uh, then she she pops out and uh, is crawling up upside down, Peter Parker style. Yeah, on she's the doing ceiling. That we we call that going full exorcist. That's okay. I was gonna go Sam Raimi, Peter Parker, but oh, uh, that's I guess better. For, you're God. You're just fucking killing it on this podcast today. You're telling yeah. me all sorts sorts of corpse facts, <laughs> <laughs> and then making better connections. God damn it. Uh, yeah, and she she lets out a big uh, big loud scream and then falls back into the bath. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that bathroom's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's the, like a old vintage bathroom. Yeah, where it's got got the inset tub, mm-hmm. and that whole scene is very very creepy. And like, did you did you watch any of the trailers for this? I did. I think because I it was just before another movie. I probably Scream. Yeah. And uh, normally I just try to avoid all trailers because I'll just see it anyway. But that that was like the trailer scene. I, I feel like they showed a lot from the trailer in this. I think it was the other way around. You, oh, you think, I think they, should... they showed a lot from the movie in the trailer? <laughs> I can't talk today. What is happening? Yeah. This is bad. <laughs> um, but I thought they showed too much. And for me, one thing I did notice going into this, I remember being very, very scared and tense on the edge of my seat watching 2013 Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. I never felt very scared during this one. Did mm-hmm. did you feel similar? Uh, I didn't feel scared either. The first one and the second one, I felt scared. The especially, I told you the uh, the scene with the 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 demon down in the cellar mm-hmm. that scared me. Uh, and anytime you have that voice modulation, I don't like that. But I wasn't really scared, scared of this movie. I felt like there weren't any like real long scenes of like tension building that ended with a jump scare, mm-hmm. which I appreciate because I hate jump scares because they may make me jump. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like I was going to be more intense. But I, I found myself just like kind of being chill during most of it, which I thought it was going to be scarier based on how they cut the trailer and how mm-hmm. uneasy the trailer made me. Yeah. Well, and then the the mom, uh, so she's full demon, and then who gets uh, the demon next is the the protester daughter. Yeah, Bridget gets killed um, by the mom, and Gig gets the demon in her, and she starts vomiting bugs. You also have the sister who gets stabbed with the, she gets stabbed with the glass in the hand, Mm -hmm. and that's when the gore really starts to happen, because for the first 25, 30 minutes of this, maybe 40 minutes, it's not very gory, and you're like, well, where's this gore going to come from? Yeah. And then the, the the back half is like, oh, that's where the 17,000 gallons of blood came from. But I do think this movie moved along pretty quickly. I don't think there was a lot of dead air, pardon the there, pun. There, there's not. It's only 93 minutes, so it's one of the most brisk horror movies I've seen in a while. A mm-hmm. lot of movies now try to extend it. I know Bo is Afraid is like three fucking hours long. And yeah. you're like, what are you saying for three hours? What do you need to, why do you need three hours to say this? What, mm-hmm. why? Um, but this is a very brisk movie, so I knew it was going to move very fast. But once it, it does take a little bit to get going once the earthquake and get the, you got to get the book going again and all that stuff. But then once it happens, it's pretty much nonstop till the end of mm-hmm. just the mom in the hallway being we- creepy, hurting the kids, killing the neighbors. Um, we got just... the Freddy reference. The kids said they're going to watch uh, all the Freddies. Yeah, even the shitty ones. And there's no shitty ones. There's no shitty ones. Because that's the back and forth references to Wes Craven and all these movies. Yeah. And this movie does a really good job hiding those little Easter eggs. That, that reference like the series and in some mm-hmm. ways that are more blatant than others like the, the the gentleman in the hallway who has the gun he uses a double barrel shotgun similar mm-hmm. to how ash does which isn't a gun you see a lot of times that's my gun you cunt <laughs> isn't that what he says he does he does say that that is a direct what's, quote from what's the he mo- say gavin he says the that's my gun you 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 can't yes <laughs> say it say it say with it, that five year old girl in the audience <laughs> yeah there's oof if I if I you know I wanted my my five year old daughter to hear the c word the first time is is in Evil Dead 
Because you don't often you don't hear the c word in in any movie, really. No, it's only yeah, it's only when you really gotta you really gotta hit somebody and you really gotta make them go. Oh, that's a that's mm. the word they said. That's a naughty word. I like that this guy lives in downtown Los Angeles in a high rise, but yet still just has the double barrel shotgun. <laughs> you gotta be. I mean, you don't know who's gonna break in. The door doesn't work. Anybody can just walk on in there. Mm-hmm. It's condemned building. Uh, you also have the cool scene where the neighbor, who's like maybe a love interest of some sort, maybe, yeah. um, gets his eye bitten out, which was incredibly brutal. I was mm-hmm. not expecting that. And then uh, in Evil Dead fashion, because these are gory movies, but they're like gory slapstick, where yeah. she bites like, the guy's drag eye. Me to hell, kind yeah. of. Yeah, you know? she bites the guy's eye out, but then spits it into the the other kid's mouth, and he swallows it. And you're like, that's only, only in an Evil Dead movie. Anything else, they'd be like, we bite the eye out, we stop. No, we're gonna go the extra mile and spit an eye into somebody's mouth. I was gonna say, did we see the uh, the car from Evil Dead in this movie at all? I did not see it. I was looking for it, but like it was a very the only place that that there are cars is the, the parking garage. garage. Yeah, and so I'm sure if we go frame by frame, it could be there. Also, Bruce Campbell is allegedly somewhere in this movie, but I could not find him. Hmm. I wonder if it's like a photo or something. That could be it too. He could be a photograph. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Think about you every time. Uh, uh, yeah. So the and the daughter gets impaled by that uh, doll on a stick, or whatever. Yeah, Staffney. Yeah, Staffney. Which a plus pun, a plus pun right there. Calling it Staffney. That is mm-hmm. good. Good pun. Yeah. The the daughter turns and the book is like assigning different demons to each person. Yeah, so, like different kinds of kills or something. Yeah, you've got the mom who's just like the regular kind of demon, and then you've got the daughter who's like a bug demon. And mm-hmm. the whole stuff with the daughter was, ugh. Some of the cringiest stuff for me was like she's eating glass, and you see the glass like going down her throat. And her and tum-tum. Ju- and her tummy hurts. Do you, do you not like anything in your tummy? Mm-hmm. And then I think the biggest disappointment and the most overhyped thing about this was I kept hearing earlier reviews say, and talk about a cheese grater scene. Mm-hmm. They're gonna the, the the cheese grater is gonna be so intense, and it wasn't. I might just be desensitized to everything because I watched 1990s ECW where a where a cheese grater was used regularly on the, the on the Dudley Boys pizza cutter, uh, pizza cutter, Nick Nick Gage, MDK all fucking day. You know, <laughs> you know how you do, but. The the cheese grater was such a disappointment because I thought somebody would get it to the face, but it's just drug around a leg, and it looked more like just scratches than actual like grating of cheese. Yeah, I, I, th- I heard that, and maybe I just heard that from you, maybe, but uh, I yeah, it was just like a just dragging it across. I figure somebody was like gonna grind it back and forth. Yeah, you know, and maybe you and I both have seen too much wrestling because that's exactly <laughs> what they would do on wrestling: yeah. is drag it back and forth. Yeah, it's you know, have we seen a cheese grater in movies before like this? I'm sure it's there. I made a short film in 2007 where I used a cheese grater in a thing, oh. and we I I did it to somebody's face. Yeah, uh, and I think that was I don't want to brag, but uh, I'll, I'll put it back up on the internet. It's called Do Unto Others. Uh, I might put a, a link to it in the note. It's a very weird movie from 2007 that me and my friend made in his creepy basement, and I used a cheese grater on him, and I was like, "That's not like mine. I did it better. I'm better than this high budget movie." 
Think but about I, like having the cheese grater and like grating somebody's nose off. <laughs> like yeah. ha- ha- like having it showing the full effect, not just on the leg, you know? Yeah. Or you could do what Ralph Cifaretto does. He wants a cheese grater to his balls. <laughs> uh, well, who doesn't want that? Janice, he wants a cheese grater to his balls. Who would want that, T? God, that's... A cheese grater anyway. Do you own a cheese grater? I do own a cheese grater. I have for a real what? grating cheese? <laughs> for <laughs> yes, uh, I sometimes we sometimes buy blocks of cheese and they need to be grated. We're sh- uh, we're just pr- shredded. We don't even mess with it. <laughs> you shredded trash. God, just pre pre Does that shredded. make me trash? I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> no, I Does that tra- make me fancy? I don't know. <laughs> No, I hate shredding cheese. It's just boring. You're like, is this enough cheese? I feel like this is too much cheese now. I'm yeah. not not understanding how much cheese we we need. But maybe they needed to set it on a different setting to really get it effective on the cheese grater. Maybe it wasn't just finely shredded enough, and that's mm-hmm. why they really missed out. But I was disappointed by the cheese grater overall. Um, I'm trying to think of what happens next. We get the... Oh, they and they they wrap the the girl's body up after she gets impaled by the by Staphne. They wrap her up in like a sheet, which makes for uh, fun scenes of like this corpse under a sheet walking around. Mm-hmm. That was pretty scary because uh, she because uh, Bridget flies towards her brother. That whole mm-hmm. scene in the kitchen where she impales him with the knife in the arm and just like the bicep right there in the muscle where that just like ugh. oh that was cringe because it's like. We we all have a bicep and we're all like you just get stuck because that's just muscle. There's no like at least on me. There's no flab, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're zero percent body fat. You are the most ripped man in America. That's true. Don't look. Don't look below the neck and above the neck. <laughs> but yeah, but getting, yeah, flying around and then mm-hmm. getting set on fire. In yeah, the, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and then she. I think how he gets the demon is she just vomits everywhere we didn't talk about the mom vomiting everywhere either earlier yeah she walks in the thing and like does the vomit on the floor similar to how and, it, and it's like that white oatmeal vomit it's like it's that a, real it's that, it's, it's that white vomit it's like when you see a muppet vomit not on the muppets <laughs> but like a puppet and just on conan, on conan o'brien vomiting kermit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She vomits all over the floor, and then they're like, oh, something, yeah, she's sick. She is sick for yeah. sure. Something's but yeah, wrong. You, uh, the son um, gets stabbed uh, in the arm and then in the chest, and he dies. And now, now you've got three demons going, and then you've got the people in the hallway who are also now demons. And I think the scene for me that's the most effective and most creative is the scene where the mom is the – I love the peephole stuff. Like, that stuff was so good where you just see her, like, killing the people in the hallway and just coming back and, like, the blood dripping down the peephole and just Mm -hmm. how that shot was framed. I think that is probably going to be the most iconic shot of any horror movie of 2023. I think that is the shot. You're going to call it now? I'm going to call it now. All right. We'll check back in a year. Make make (laughs) a note. We'll check it, check it back. And uh, seeing as how I'm making a lot of bad predictions today about things, I'll probably be wrong. But I think yeah. that is the shot that sticks out for me the most when I think of horror so far this year. I uh, also I would have been so much more mad at that at that kid than they were at that kid because she uh, almost lets the mom back in. Yeah, and I would have lost my shit on that kid. Be like, you had one job. Did not you let. You didn't have this... any jobs. You didn't have to do anything. 
<laughs> you just had to not let the mom in and just go do anything else. Just go do anything mm-hmm. else. But um, we, we, that, that's part of this this scary thing about the deadites is they can on a you know flip and an instant to be like, no, don't kill me. Like, God, to because like the the kid barely has any time to process that all like her mom and brother and sister are now dead and trying to kill her and it's like how would you feel if you know you had to you saw them shoved in a spoiler alert wood chipper yeah and i love my part my favorite part was when the mom's in the hallway she's like but your dad's here. He's back. We're going to be a family. And she's like motions towards somebody. I was like, right, honey. Yeah. I'm like, if, if this dad walks in like, Hey, Hey, you're <laughs> right. He's right. She's right. She's right. Darling. Just, but he's normal. He's not a deadite. <laughs> he's like, we're going to, we got some things to work through, but I think it's going to be okay. She seems <laughs> to be a lot more limber into that freaky stuff now on the ceiling that I'm into. So I'm back. I'm back now, honey. Also, I would have been so disappointed because they dropped the pizza during the earthquake. <laughs> There'd be no way I dropped three goddamn pizzas in a wet ass parking lot. I, I well, the pizzas too. They didn't look that bad. They opened no. up, but like it got displaced a little in the box. That is still good eating. <laughs> you could eat the two, the two that didn't touch the ground. Like, be all wet. Why are you leaving the whole ass pizzas? They ab- <laughs> not only did they abandon the pizzas, they abandoned the pizzas to go into a fucking hole in the ground. Like yeah. no, get out the hole, go upstairs, eat your pizza, and and enjoy your earthquake free life now. I don't know if that shows how cheap I am or how fat I am or a combination, but I'd be like, no, oh, we can still eat this. This is good. <laughs> you just got to scrape the cheese off the top. <laughs> I mean, I just don't see. Yeah, that is still good pizza. Yeah. Mm-mm. that this Strike a, one. Strike one. They also, I uh, like the, the, the sodas are fucked. Like they are fucked. Like that yeah. is on. Yeah. But, but that pizza, baby, that's still good. Now let me ask you this before we kind of get into the finale here. Um, if if he just would have gotten the records and the book but never opened it or played it, do you think the evil still would have come out? No, I think it would have just been fine because mm-hmm. the records and the book were sitting down there yeah. by itself for years. I think the blood being opened would have maybe made it a little harder to not. But I think in, unless you speak the words like that. Like like they did, I think they would have been fine again. Okay, he's gonna have a cool book. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I, book. they need to sell book covers like that <laughs> for your diary, of course. Yeah, for the diary. For the diary. Um, Let's get to the finale because this is where the movie falls apart for me a little bit. Okay. Um, I really liked after the hallway showdown where Beth is shooting off the limbs of uh, of Ellie. Thought that that was cool. And she's still coming at the leg, right? One arm, yeah, one leg, one leg, and then they're all on the ground. And then um, something I did not see coming. I did not see them making an Evil Dead Megazord. I did not see that coming. Where they dig their a arm, symbol. a symbol. <laughs> uh, it's morphin time. It's morphin. T- it's morphin time. Yes, pterodactyl. Uh, <laughs> a big fat they- person. <laughs> The, the daughter and son, Bridget and Danny, start shoving their arms into their mom and become like this uh, horrible mutated amalgamation like blob of like three heads and like arms everywhere that is terrifying to look at. Mm-hmm. And you've got a great scene in the elevator where the building starts turning on them because the, the, the demons love making everything fill up with blood. We saw it in all the Evil Deads prior. 
Uh, but that elevator filling up with blood and then crashing down, and then all of that rusted water coming out <laughs> of the elevator. <laughs> I was like, that is so cool. That that is a great scene and a a really clever use of a nod to The Shining. Yeah, because it's almost impossible, I would say, to do anything on an elevator without just somebody. Be, oh, that's like The Shining, you know. But I mean, if you're if you're in a building that is now possessed, where the building is now part of the problem, the steps have fallen. Yeah, the steps have fallen, and I don't know how they were under ideal circumstances. I don't know how they thought they were getting down. I don't know if there was no demons. They're still pretty fucked because the stairs are gone and the elevator is not working great yeah and also i think another thing is they they it they say in the building oh it's uh we're out in a month and it's been condemned or whatever so that was like a great excuse for the for nobody to be around because this is i don't know how many people live there yeah because if they didn't say that then you'd be like well why didn't you know I've had some upstairs and downstairs neighbors that you make any kind of peep and they're hitting the ceiling with the broom. <laughs> hey, keep it down up there, you know? Turn that weird chanting music down. I don't <laughs> like Cannibal Corpse. I I know a goddamn Kandarian chant when I see one. <laughs> My Kandarian chant just says, turn that fucking music down. <laughs> that, um, what, it, what it like you have to live in that shithole? Which I don't even think it was that bad of an apartment, really. No, it's not. But then you just got to put up with the that DJ kid. <laughs> You're in an apartment, dude. Put on some headphones. <laughs> yeah, you can't just put on. And he has like the giant speakers too. Like those are some big ass speakers that are above his workstation. Mm-hmm. He has his headphones on a little bit, but it's like, I don't want to hear you learn how to scratch, my guy. I don't want to hear <laughs> you. Like, we didn't talk about the, the ant listening to the the record and the mom coming down through the the air duct. Oh but, uh, yeah, yeah. The air duct scene. I was really worried about the cat that that was in the air duct. I, I like, thought she was going to infect the cat, and then it was oh, going to be a deadite cat. That'd been fun. I just don't want the cat to get hurt like in traditional sense. But deadite cat would have been fun. But maybe a little too a little too cheesy for this, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, I get it. But, the, but the, that the elevator scene. Um, really cool. I thought pretty inventive because the arms are coming down through the top of the elevator and then it's so much weight that it, it drops down. And then it's yeah. like on the outside, they start the chanting of, you know, dead by dawn. Yeah. Or they had, there was another chant too. And at many time, you know, there's just like evil things chanting. It's uh creepy. Mm-hmm. And like join us dead by dawn, dead by dawn, which is mm-hmm. like they they yelled at and uh, evil dead Two, dead by dawn. Yeah. So it's like it's clearly doing callbacks and all these fun things to the other movies. And then once they get into the actual parking garage and, you know, the wood chippers coming, I like the design of like the Chekhov's like wood chipper, by the Chekhov's way. wood chipper. Um, <laughs> I really liked the scene with the creepy blob monster coming towards them. I thought it was a very terrifying to look at Mm -hmm. but for me the part that falls apart is this ending for me is too similar to 2013 Mm -hmm. down to like chainsawing somebody in the head to finally kill them the blood raining down everywhere i thought and that that for me is where it kind of falls short is that the ending was too close to 2013 and 2013 has a very memorable very gory crazy ending Mm -hmm. and i thought that this was just too close for it I mean, like I said, this is not my 
franchise, so I didn't think too much about it. Does it's it's not um, something I'm super invested in. I thought it was uh, fun, and you know, from the jump, you see a wood chipper down, and you're like, "Well, that has to be something." I I hope you know. Yeah, they have to go Fargo on this demon mm-hmm. and put it in the wood chipper. Uh, but yeah, I it was fine for me. Um, no, you know, I think it's anytime you get to chop up somebody into wood chippers, a pretty cool kill. I yeah. have no, I have no problems with it. And the way they did did it mostly practically, and you could tell like they were doing it really. It, it was really well done. And then chainsawing the mom in the head was really really good. Uh, mm-hmm. But but they but they chainsawed like the main demon in 2013 as well. So that for me, I was like, we're just doing the same thing again. We're we're, we're playing the hits, but mm-hmm. still the hits are pretty damn good. So but also, you know, some people would be mad. They did do the chain. They did do the chainsaw. They yeah. did do, like I think this movie walked the fine line of doing the callback because now it's with this is not a requel, but it's like a legacy sequel. I guess you got to have some of that shit in there, or people are yeah. just going to be butthurt about it. Yeah. So it's like they're going to be damned if you do and damned if you don't, and you're the you're the damned if you do people. Yeah, and like Can't please I, you. And I still, I'm unpleasable. Can't please him with chainsaw. I thought it was still very good, and I really liked the family dynamic aspect. I thought putting it in the apartment was great. The the mom being possessed was really scary, very uh, terrifying. But like the ending, like I said, just nah. I wish they would have come up with with, with a different ending mm-hmm. for them. They could still do a wood chipper and stuff, but I I wish it would have been a little more a little, little less telegraphed. I liked uh, that the head was still talking shit when it was just a head. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Then they got punted. These deadites just nonstop, just psychologically messing with you, you know? These deadites, their mouths are writing checks. Their ass can't cash. Uh, (laughs) Even when you don't even have an ass. Yeah. It's been shredded. And just like, you're going to be a bad mother. And it's like, fuck off. Like, like, you've already said everything else terrible to me. And then they're like, that's the one that hurts. And I don't want to say anything about the character's pregnancy but i that baby's been through some shit there that is a lot of stress for a pregnant woman to be through in a in in any situation i will eat your soul and then she sniffs the stomach and two souls <laughs> it's like it's like you're ordering at a restaurant you're like one so eat your soul oh two souls a one soul ah 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 two you're- souls but overall, I did like it. I think I prefer 2013. I think there's more memorable scenes in 2013 with just the girl licking the box cutter and mm-hmm. like eye stuff in that one. I think that one was uh, scarier too, as far as tension building and just being like, oh, God, jump scaring me out of my pants. Uh, but Evil Dead Dead Rise is still a very, very good movie that, that, that I highly recommend. What about you? We also you? had 10 years with that movie, Gavin. Let's, we'll revisit this in 10 years. You're right. You're right. We'll I will revisit see. it in 10 years. Uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. You should, uh, I think if you're curious about it, you should go see it. But uh, obviously, you've probably seen it by now if yes. you've made it to the end of this podcast and we've spoiled everything for you. But uh, yeah, I don't, and then we get the, the girl coming down and that's how it loops back to the very beginning of she gets the, the curse. But then it's, where did the curse come from then? I don't know. I still think people, I think it was, 
they talk about an army of darkness, don't they, where the books were made in the medieval times? I don't remember. No, I'm just talking about the the dead is still alive, so obviously there were deadites upstairs, right? Yeah, there they were the deadites upstairs still because, yeah, they didn't dismember all the neighbors and stuff, and mm-hmm. there were probably people on the elevator who weren't dismembered, so then it was able to get into the girl at the beginning, and now it's just with her, I guess, so she can do whatever she wants in, 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 in the next one. What? Yeah, because I think Bruce Campbell said, you know, they'd like to do something every two to three years with the franchise. So, where do you do you think they take it back to the woods, do you, or is it like, do you think they're gonna have a whole city of infected? Or I think you gotta I feel go. Like you can't go so big, right? It's gotta I think be you, contained. Yeah, I think you gotta go citywide a little bit. Maybe take it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not as big as like some Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom or whatever shit mm-hmm. that they tried doing with the dinosaurs. Lost World, but I think you gotta you you can't take it to a high rise, then go back to the woods. And for me, I always forget that Evil Dead, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, the the series ran for like three seasons in between all of this, mm-hmm. uh, which I've only seen like the first two seasons of. So I've not I seen forget, any, so it's very good and I enjoyed it, but it does build on the lore more. Um, but I did find um, where Bruce Campbell's cameo is actually. Okay. Uh, on the first of the three records, uh, Bruce can be heard saying, destroy it. It's called the Book of the Dead for a reason. So it's just his uh, voice. Yeah. And apparently the director suggested that Campbell could be playing Ash again in the recording as the series has, has had multiple instances of Ash going back in time and encountering the Necronomicon. So okay. he could. So it could be Ash actually being like, no, destroy it, mm-hmm. uh, which is really fun. And then... Um, just some other fun stuff that I saw, um, and this is one I knew. This movie was actually meant to be on HBO Max as I a saw stream, that, yeah, as a streaming exclusive. But but it tested so well that they're like, oh, okay, we'll we'll release this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like now we're in a, a weird period, especially with COVID there for a few years, where you're getting huge movies just go straight to streaming. But I think maybe that's past. It is. I am a little bummed about that though, because 2021 was so cool to like have the theater release the same day as the as mm-hmm. the streaming. Like seeing Godzilla versus Kong at home was cool. Suicide Squad was cool. Just having like like your friends over on a Friday and be like, we can enjoy this movie that's new in our in the comfort of, of our own home. Yeah. Um. What's uh, any other thoughts on this? I thought it was good. I thought it was a really good, creative way to update the Evil Dead franchise. High Rise, bringing it into an apartment. Great move. Alyssa Sutherland as Ellie. Absolutely terrifying. Really brought that demon to the Kandarian demon. And a really fun time. I found myself laughing a lot during it and just how over the top the gore was at times and hearing the theater like reacting to it. I was mm-hmm. thinking it would be a little bit scarier based on the trailers, but... Overall, a fun experience that you go to see an Evil Dead movie for. So I, aside from the ending kind of letting me down and disappointing me, I have no complaints. Do you think if we see a sequel, it will be based on Auntie Beth and the little girl at the end? I think that'd be really good. I think that'd okay. be a really good sequel. I like those characters. I like the characters in this. I like mm-hmm. how they're a family and how you kind of get to know them a little bit. I mm-hmm. And that's what made them dying so effective was that you did care about them i didn't i honestly did not know if they were going to kill any of the kids i'm like well they'll kill the neighbors and stuff but i think the kids will all band together but they're like oh no they're gonna become a giant (laughs) a giant blob monster at the end yeah uh yeah i did like it i thought it was uh not as fun as some of the other entries that there's a little more serious and a little more i think scary but some of the the trademarks of the evil dead 
series is kind of slapstick, especially two. That's my favorite. Yeah, you know, but I, I still a fun movie. Uh, and uh, I, I, if you're gonna watch other movies, just go back and watch all the other Evil Dead movies. Watch all the Evil Dead Dead movies for sure, and I think you'll enjoy it. And also, at the end of our Evil Dead episode, we, we recommended a whole bunch of other stuff too. So yeah. those recommendations are gonna be the same. But go check out Evil Dead Rise. Um, it's it's well worth the price of admission. It's, it's a brisk ninety three minutes. You can breeze through it and just have a good time with your and bring and, and bring your five year old. People yes. love it when you bring age inappropriate kids to movies. Do that. Uh, my oh shit moment that we forgot to talk about was the elevator. Uh, my oh shit moment was when the blob monster came down the stairs. That okay. was horrifying. And then what was your favorite kill? Uh, probably the uh, wood chipper. Okay. I think for me, my favorite kill is going to be... Yeah, probably the wood chipper for me. I mm-hmm. like that a lot too. The part that ruined it for you is your favorite but, kill. So there, I mean, there you go. That's good. I, listen, you can't have a wood chipper <laughs> and not give it credit. Okay, you yeah. got to give it to the. You got to give credit where credit is due. Well, uh, thanks for listening, dear listener, and uh, we'll be back next week with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, really going to bring some levity and comedy to the podcast next week. So if you like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, go ahead and watch it again in preparation for that episode. But that will be out next week. They're coming to get you, you titty-sucking parasites. Barbers with the maggots now. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. 